All righty, guys, we're up to the top 10. Ooh. Number 10, we have uh, the third of the four bottom of the MCU barrel movies that I cited. We have Iron Man 3. Yeah. Um, now, this is at number 10 because I put it at number three, I think. And wow. you guys put it at number 25 each. I put it at about <laughs> um, mid what, 15. Yeah. I did 16. Mm. Um, Can you tell me why you love this movie so much? I can't, and I'm not going to. Okay. <laughs> no, look, I, I totally get why you like this movie. Because mm. um, I, I, again, <laughs> I really like this film. Mm. Um, you know, they're not only- No, why does he like it? Why, did, why does he like it? You said you know why he likes it. I want to know why he likes <laughs> As it. As I'm saying, I get what he's saying. I didn't say I know I why he likes it. So I get what he's but saying. Why, why does he like it? I want to know. Well, I fantastic. I like it. I like it because I think it is a, a brilliantly sorry brilliantly concise character piece. Um, just focused on on this one guy, uh, Tony Stark, who we've seen through all these movies. It feels like um, a part of its own series and a sequel to Avengers all at once. Um, it it feels like one of the only movies that actually delves in any way into what being a superhero is like for these guys yeah. and why they do it and why they keep doing it. Um, and it has, of course, uh, the Mandarin twist, which pissed off so many internet fanboys that I will forever be indebted to this movie. <laughs> and I, I, th- I think... It, it, but no, apart from that, I'm just kidding. It's one of my favorite moments in a cinema ever. When after these months of hyping up this Mandarin character with all these ads that are so focused on you'll never see me coming, <laughs> and boy did we not! That moment where he just wakes him up watching the soccer, yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's just like, what is happening right now? Yeah. yeah. Um. And sure enough, all the gripes people have with um with Aussie's own what's his name, uh, um. the the actual Mandarin. Oh, um, um, uh, P- uh, no. guy, guy Pierce. Oh, guy Pierce, yeah. Um, yeah, he's not an amazing villain. Um, the stuff that happened behind the scenes with uh, Maya's character being relegated to just a dead girl sidekick and not the actual villain. Is which... that Rachel? Well, who's that actor who's in this? I agree. Um, I do not know. <laughs> um, Honestly, but... here's the the line that. Rebecca Hall, out. Rebecca Hall. Yeah. The line that sticks out on that is when he when he says like I am the Mandarin and you're mm. like, "Nah, fuck that noise." That is such a piece. Like I was fine with the Trevor Slattery mm. um twist. I was not okay with him saying, "I like it was like they were trying to make a reveal." And you're like, "I like it cuz it feels It is a reveal, isn't it?" No, cuz you knew he was the bad guy. I like it cuz it feels diluted. It doesn't feel like he's actually the Mandarin or anything. And yeah. I I like what they've since done with the reveals about the Mandarin. But yeah. um yeah, I just think this movie is nonstop hilarious. I love that it takes him out of the suit for almost all of it. I think that is so bold. I love that it it is just a Shane Black movie. Like it's a, mm. it's set at Christmas. It's just like a buddy cop movie. Um, it's a blessing and a curse from from my perspective. I've never understood film. that at all. So many people say, yeah, it's a Shane Black movie, but not an Iron Man movie. I'm like, who cares? Shane Black movies are better than Iron Man movies. Um, I guess from from me as and and uh, I, you know after thinking about them and all the iron man films is none of the action is really the strength of the iron man films is not in the action mm. is what i'm trying to say and iron man 3 continues that like none of the action in iron man 3 is that great i think the final set piece is terrific you do yeah with I, all I the really suits do. I agree. yeah yeah see that that just felt like when he inanimate, jumps off and he just gets catched inanimate yeah. objects yeah. like it was a cool notion like I, I like the visual of it, but in terms of an action sequence, it just didn't quite work for me. I I tell you what, I completely agree with that Mandarin stuff. Mm. The best stuff in this is all there. Yeah. Um, but then the little kid and the side adventure in the snow. 
I like that. I really like Harley. I like that. I don't know. It's never sat well with me and I've never kind of been like, I want to go on this adventure with Tony Stark. I love this that he's being taken out of his element or or that he's been taken out of, you know, the kind of the hustle and bustle and he's just got to like survive in this fucking podunk nowhere town and you're like, that that's a lovely contrast to see Tony Stark. The notion, out in the I of think, on paper, it's awesome, and I, I completely understand why you guys like that. Mm. But for me, I don't know. It's just never fully clicked, mm. uh, and I, 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 it makes me a little bit sad because I want to love this movie, and I just, I like it. It's a very interesting one because you have a very standalone opinion. I think because people really love or hate this mm. movie. Like I said, it, it, it is one of the ones that cited as the worst one in the MCU. Wow. Um, and I, I, there's no version of my rational thinking where I could ever say this is not the best Iron Man movie for me. Like, I, the first one is, is good, and the, the second one has all these problems of its own. Um, I'd agree with you. This is the best Iron Man movie. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with you. Yeah. Huh. And that's it. the way it transpired on my list. It did it actually. Now, just talking about it now, I feel like I want to put it higher on my list. Yeah, it's weird. Like I just, I, I really like. Um, we were talking about it the other week. How it starts with Eiffel sixty five. Yeah, that 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 immediately bumps it up too. Because this was the movie, the movie directly after uh, <laughs> Avengers. This was the start of Phase Two, and I remember when that came up. I'm like, this feels like something different. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah. This is fresh. Yeah, and and, not- and that opening sequence, the flashback sequence. The relationship between uh, Guy Pierce's character. That was well set up. I love the narration. I love that it continued yeah. the trend of Tony creating all of his own villains and other people's villains, as we found out in later movies. Every villain. Every villain. I mean, yeah. like, a lot of people cite that as like a, a negative. And, and we just talked about uh, Far From Home. One of the biggest things that um, I heard people complain about, which is, oh, it's just another villain that has come as a result of Tony Stark. But that kind of feels appropriate, right? Mm. Like he's meant to have been this this guy that's atoning for his sin. Like the, the whole start of the MCU was about how Tony Stark created his worst enemies. Um, and that is, you know, everything from Obadiah Stane and, and the Ten Rings or whatever it was. And the, mm. then, you know, Ultron. And, and, you know, even if you think about the whole Infinity War saga as a whole, one of the main, uh, I guess, lines that have, have, have gone through it is this idea that if you make a statement of power, you are inviting opposition. Mm. And essentially, this has all been kicked off by Tony Stark inviting opposition. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I kind of liked that he he created the villains and all this. Yeah, well, a bit of a, there- a side... Isn't there a, a series that explores that notion? Anyway, whatever. Let's not derail this thing. Number nine. And it feels weird to be saying this one so low, but we're in the big the big leagues now. Uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Yeah, this made number 10 on my list. Mm. This is one, another one that everyone froths on, and I really like it. Mm. I don't love the Winter Soldier, though. And what I really appreciate about it, the, the movie. The movie. It's it, what I loved about it is immediately when this film started, I was way more invested in this than the first mm. um, Captain America. Oh yeah! Immediately the interaction with Falcon and um, Steve Rogers, I was I, I, I'm in this. I, I'm enjoying this a lot more. Well, the masterstroke this movie pulled is a lot of people were not on my page with the first Avenger. It seemed hokey and you know cheesy mm-hmm. and whatever. Yep. And this movie, the Russos took the character who was well established regardless of how you felt otherwise. Um, and they put him in the real world yep. and they made him a bad ass. 
Yeah. Because this was and probably is the best action movie in in the MCU. Oh, that that first scene or that first fight scene with the winter the actual Winter Soldier, the highway. Oh. Mm-hmm. So good. That's, that's masterful. And uh, I'm a big fan of that handheld cinematography style. And this has it written all over and I loved it. Yeah. This is, this is one of the like five star MCU movies for me or has been in the past. My most recent viewing, I watched it just before uh, Endgame came out, I think. I watched this in Iron Man 3. And it was a little dragging for me. It was a little slow. Like the the yeah, I agree with that the the you know espionage plot that everyone likes to cite as oh it's a seventies thriller it's not it's mostly a superhero movie yeah but um <laughs> and there's stuff with um the, dry. Do- the doctor yeah, from Ziegler or Anim Zola Zola, Zola mm. you know it's cool that uh, it's cool that the Captain America series has explored that as like a theme but and it all kind of hinges back to you know the the nineteen forties um, but. They're, 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 I remember so distinctly being in the cinema kind of going <laughs> like, wow, really we're going down this path. And, and, and in context and now having that, that time and see the films fill out, mm. you know, I get that decision. You could probably have done without it though. It, we, was there a different angle they could have explored? Was there something else in there? Who knows? But listen, this is a, this is a very, very, very strong MCU entry. And uh, the action in here really is what ticks the box for me. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Ben, in, in the sense that this was the first time that you looked at Captain America. Even after Avengers, he was still that kind of dinky schoolboy, um, you know, that a lot of people saw. Oh, he was him. not well served by Avengers. Preppy. Yeah, yeah. but honestly, in, in, um, in this one, you're like, fuck, this is a guy that, you know, fits in with the rule. He's a, he's a badass dude. Mm. Just that, that scene on the, on the boat and the, the ship. That first action scene. Mm. Oh, it's yeah. just like charging people off the side. And My the, man, George St. Pierre. The, yeah, the way they're using the shield, it, so it's good. great stuff. So yeah. good. All righty, number eight. We're heating up. We have The Avengers. Avengers 1. Avengers 1. People are probably starting to get very confused at home. Um, yes, the the big one, the big team up, the, 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 the third highest grossing movie of all time at the time. Yeah. Um, yes, it certainly was. The The... Marvel's masterstroke, the thing that proved they could do it. I mean, I mean, like, you know, you can't discredit this film on what an amazing feat yeah. this In was context, at that time. Unbelievable. Like six characters on screen at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when, that, when they thought that that was, you know, you heard so many yeah. criticisms of, of, of just the idea of doing this. People were going like, this will never work. Um, there, there's too many characters. There's there's too many characters that haven't previously been properly introduced. Like, just the feat of it was this kind of unimaginable thing. And I think I've got to give credit to Marvel uh, for bringing in Joss Whedon for this because I think that I don't think Joss Whedon gets enough credit for how the MCU has turned out, especially after Justice League. Um, I don't blame him for that. Uh, <laughs> no, I honestly, I think that the, release the slider cut. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, I, the the um, his ability to actually make a a followable storyline with that many people um, and keep it funny and keep it relevant and all that kind of stuff, I think is just none of none of the you know it's any of this. Would have been possible if he hadn't nailed that and nail it. He did. I remember, I remember watching that movie the first time, 
and uh, this is still when we worked at the cinema, I would go into the the film uh, during sessions. In in particular, the helicarrier. Um, no, at particular times throughout the the film, just to see the audience reaction, because oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. the, the there were so many jokes that just landed so well, and uh, like comedic gags, you know, physical comedy that were just on point. That was the strength of this movie. Seeing seeing them kind of pull off bringing these franchises together and and putting it into one film. I remember the first time I watched it, and just having this vague sense of disappointment. I feel, um, I. Maybe not initially coming out of it because I think it ends very strongly or it builds up. Mm-hmm. I feel like the first hour of this movie is such a drag. It's just like like the setting it up the characters up. Really, I no, no just like opening with like Shield and Hawkeye and Loki showing up being. No, it's not the greatest. Distinctly unLoki. I still like it though for whatever reason. And so it's... much like mind control, which is such a lame contrivance. I do not like the plot of this film one bit. I don't think. Loki's plan makes any sense, and I don't think they've made any effort to make it make sense retroactively. Even though I think you could quite easily. And, and with it's Thanos essentially is. it's essentially a team up movie. There's no grand yeah. theme. There's no like it's like works together as a team and beat evil. Yeah. It's essentially the crux of this yeah. this uh, movie. So it's quite simple in a lot of ways, but it's very complex with all the characters it had to deal with. And the, the dynamics are very well set out. Just uh, like you said, does a great job of illustrating each of these characters kind of uh you know what they want and yeah. where they how they want to execute things and the way they interact with that um i just think he's done it better elsewhere um and yeah I, and just on a, a basic filmmaking level i don't think this movie's amazing in a lot of ways um i mean when it, was the last is, time you watched it probably uh, when we reviewed it yeah i would say a couple so. years ago yeah definitely um I think the um like the that you know the big New York action sequence at the end is amazing in so many ways, not the least of which because the the entire thing is pretty much CGI, yeah. um, which is very impressive because I think it looks fantastic. Um, but as a, as a good old friend of the podcast, Wally Fister said, he was what he said it's like one of the worst made blockbusters ever or something. No, he, he shat I, on the the sets. So well, Wally Fister, Christopher Nolan's former cinematographer, yeah. he shat on the sets and he said, you know, the, the they're not shooting a movie, they're shooting to show off the sets. Yeah. You know, they're not showing off. It's it, yeah. So he's basically saying they're shoving off the production, they're shoving the production design in your face. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a, such a, no, like a super so well shot movie. Yeah, but yeah well, I, I mean, Chris Nolan him. fired him for a reason. Right? <laughs> <laughs> or, I mean, no, 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 Chris Nolan never fired him. He's, Listen, let's just let's just move on from there. Anyway, I don't want to sound too <laughs> negative on this movie, but everyone, you know, when people say like, "What a like how amazing a job he did of of putting all these characters together," Thor shows up with no explanation halfway into the movie. He's just he there. thunders no, down uh, from the clouds. Odin, yeah, Odin yeah, conjured Odin up conjured the dark, dark energy, magic, the dark magic. Was, yeah. yeah, I was like, "Oh, okay, sorry, I stand corrected." Sorry. And I, it's I like, feel like he did explain that. Thank you very much. Yeah, and and <laughs> and and Steve is so lame in this movie. He's got nothing to work with. A terrible oh, yeah. costume. Um, there's some good deleted. There's some really good deleted scenes of stuff with him. And I'm I'm so sorry they're not in the final film. Um, anyway, I'm done being negative on it because I think there's a lot of great stuff about it that you guys can talk about. Well, I think yeah. I've already talked about most yeah. of it. Yeah, I I think I hold this up so high, not necessarily due to the final product, but just what its place in in the MCU history. It's a great event and a great experience. And um, I, I can't tell you, unlike you, man, I was on cloud nine after coming out of the mm, cinema and yeah. I'll hold on to that memory for a very long time. That's awesome. Yeah. Also, I think that they should, if, <laughs> if they were ever going to go back and re-edit a scene or anything, all I want them to do is um, 
re-edit that uh, team-up shot that they have at the end of Avengers, you know, when they're standing over Loki. Mm. That is still, in my mind, one of the most wonky shots I've ever seen mm. in one of these MCU films. Oh, really? I just remember, like, the Hulk looks bizarre. And in, and in a movie that he looks so good for, I was just like, this Compton, is... like Oh, God, that was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I, don't think, I don't think Hulk ever looked better than that movie somehow. The, no, it's just the one scene. No, 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 I've seen in general. Hulk looks amazing yeah. in that. Yeah, I saw did, somebody yeah. in uh, a Facebook video where they intercut Endgame and uh, this one, mm. and it's very, very comparable. Yeah, yeah, like it's the same. <laughs> one in the same. <laughs> you know, you'd happened. expect one to be disproportionately, you better know, or better or worse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was quite impressed with that. Number seven. Ooh, we're getting we're getting into the hot spot. Uh, we have. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. That's exactly where I had it on my list. I had mine a bit higher. Yeah, why'd you say, yeah, this is the lowest it could possibly be at this point? <laughs> I just like the, I just like it when you say Spider-Man Homecoming. I'm just going to get, yeah. yeah. I like that movie. Um, this is such an amazing MCU f- entry. The villain rocks. Love the Spider-Man. Um, Peter Parker. It's just, it's them. just like... it. it with the amount of baggage you had from Amazing Spider-Man and the love I have for the Raimis, mm. you know, this is set up for failure. Mm-hmm. Another fucking Spider-Man. Mm. Uh, but I can't tell you, this is just a joy of a film yeah. for me. I mean, one of the biggest strengths, I think, was that they didn't go down the path that all these Spider-Man movies inevitably do. Or, I mean, like, every time you watch, it's sending like Batman. Every time you watch a Batman film, they have to show... Oh, did you know that his parents are dead? You're like, fuck it, we get it. Mm. Um, and I this one they, was like, Anme's hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I, they were just they they, they really forget. integrated him well, and they didn't slow down the story with really doing an, uh, kind of a a heavy origin story. Yeah, um, they did such a deft job of of making a new first Spider-Man movie that that yeah. didn't even occur to me just then because obviously the the first Raimi one does the classic story, and then the first Garfield one does this bizarre, like, how do we change each and every little aspect of it just a little bit, but still have it there? Yeah. And it's such a labor. Mm. Um, and then this one comes along and just breezes through, like, he's already Spider-Man. We've already seen him in one movie. Yeah. Um, but it, it still somehow feels like just classic Peter Parker, but in a different way than we've seen before. Like, he's the high school age one. Um, and just, we haven't even really talked about this at all yet, but the MCU casting has always been unbelievably amazing. Um with so few exceptions, they've cast people who you wouldn't expect and who are better than anyone you could ever think of after. Is there anyone that you feel would be better? Like this is a bit of a side note, but is there anyone that in terms of casting you think could have done a better job or, or is ill cast of every character in the MCU? Yeah. I really like Dr. Strange now. I don't think he's a particularly inspired choice. They were just like, let's just do Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Um, I was I was always beating the um the Keanu Reeves drum back in the day. Yeah. I still think it'd be awesome. But uh He's he's moving into every major franchise, man. Mm. Yeah, he's getting there. Yeah. Uh bring back Norton, baby. <laughs> bring back Norton. <laughs> uh yeah, um, otherwise no, I think they're yeah. perfect. I, this this is a simultaneously popular and very unpopular opinion. Mm. But uh I, I still think Brie Larson is a is a weird choice for that. Yeah, I'm not sold on the character just yet because I don't like that movie too much. And yeah. she had such a slim role in Endgame. I'm definitely willing to be bought over by her though. Yeah. And I mean that literally Disney, some money, please. <laughs> Send the dollars, Disney. Mm. Homecoming baby. Yeah. I can't tell you how much I love the Vulture. 
Like, yeah. I froth oh, so on good. Michael Keaton. That, like, that's that, 50% of why, how, why I love this movie so much, I reckon. Honestly, Maybe 51%. That, who's to say? That car scene in and of itself is, mm. is one of the best. That's filmmaking, man. That's like visual storytelling. Yeah. And yeah. even just, again, I just love twists because it's so hard, especially when you know people like us are so clued in on just read everything about these movies yeah. before they come out. So that bit where he just opens the door for you know, oh, Peter's date, Christ, and it's like, fucking... shit, that is so good. Dude, I mean, this is the, this is the and so well executed because it seems so obvious. Because the first movie, you know, obviously yeah. someone very close to him, the father, was the villain. Yeah. The um the the thing I, I love about these MCU films is when they when they pull a twist, they do it really well, and they do it without anyone catching on. Mm. It's absolutely amazing for some of the most talked about films, um, in in you know in the media and in and all that. It, it, like you just Trevor Slatter or like the Mandarin, um, the uh, Vulture. Vulture. Um, yeah, because it's like you know, Terminator, Terminator, Dark Fate. That shit's uh, leaking shit left, right, and center. Mm. And like the whole everyone knows what's going to happen in that movie, and they didn't do that on this. And this is arguably a way bigger film. Yeah, so it's crazy, right? Good on you, Marvel. Also, can I give a shout out to the, 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 it seems to be one of the only films that has ever addressed the, the, um, the web slinging in New York. If you're, if you like just the invisible up to the sky, Mm. that scene for me was such a refreshing kind of meta uh, moment. Just him being in the suburbs. Yeah. And just running running across. the golf course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, That's an amazing scene. Yeah. Yeah, and also another fun addition to the Tony Stark is just making everything bad. Yeah, <laughs> cut it out, man. Fuck you, Tony. The only the biggest problem with this movie, and it's one of the biggest problems in any of these movies, not really, but just from a continuity perspective, is that eight years later at the beginning, that is the biggest fuck up. Yeah. The sorry. This is the, we have the opening scene from the Avengers, which is set in 2012, and it says eight years later. Oh yeah, yeah. Trust and Feige. Trust yeah. Feige. Who has come out and said, "Yeah, that was a mistake." Has yeah. he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. This was Sony. How, was how like, do you? How do you not? Oh. <laughs> Who fact checked that? Fuck. All right, number six. Um, <laughs> we have one that's been a bit contentious on the podcast throughout the years: Thor Ragnarok. Thor I am, Ragnarok. By leaps and bounds, or at least when we interviewed it, or interviewed it. When we reviewed it, I think it was leaps and bounds more positive about this than you guys were. Now, I just want to jump in quickly. Sorry, clarify something. This is not actually number six. It is uh, tied for number five. Is it? T- oh, oh, we have a tie. Tied, tied for number five. Yes. That's so. incredible. That's top five, baby. Top we're five top with six five. movies, Woo! sort of. So anyway, carry on, Connor. Oh, that's very interesting. Mm. Sorry, can I say? <laughs> okay, that's interesting. Most of these have been pretty close, by the way. What do you mean? Most there of are them? some big leaps here and there. there but, some, but, some, but yeah. Um, anyway, sorry. Uh, we were talking about um, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, this um, was wildly no popular. Oh, no, Pagan George. We're on the I'm, gonna, I'm checking mine. Um, okay, yeah. this was wildly popular, <laughs> and I think that there was. Um, and, and I was right there on the bandwagon. I really enjoyed this film. I thought that it was um, incredibly. Uh, this felt like a, a fresh of breath air. So my, my my most recent viewing of this movie was very positive, and I'll, I'll I'll jump onto that right after this. But some of my lesson than enthusiasm towards it came from everyone's reaction of like, "Hey, they made a good Thor movie," and I was like, "Fuck all of you! <laughs> They've already made two good Thor movies, you sons of bitches!" And then the the other end of it was. Um, my first Taika Waititi film was um, What We Do in the Shadows, which blew me away. I loved it so much. It came out of nowhere. I'm like, what is this? Who is this guy? Um, and then Hunt for the Wilder People. 
uh, came along, of course, and I, was, I liked that a lot, but less, um, which is a bummer. And that was another one of those situations where, where everyone's like, wow, this, is, this guy's great. This is the best thing. This is the best movie of the year. I'm just like, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, and then this came along and kind of had a similar thing. And I was like, but what about all the problems with it? I don't want to talk about the problems. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't um, look great in this part. There was too much CGI. In the, and, and beyond that, yeah. the movie felt very conscious of the fact that people would see it as the first good Thor movie. Because it really seemed to disregard a lot of what had come before. Um, the character definitely changed quite a bit. Yeah. And, and you looked and, at that as a fuck you? Not as not as a fuck you necessarily, but as a, a change of course that I didn't feel was necessary because I really liked that series up to that point. I would have loved to have gotten a Thor 3 in the vein of Thor 2, which they would never have done, obviously. But um, I'm really glad they made the change. Yeah, and like I said, watching it again recently, I really did enjoy it. And what I will say for it is I think it does, more so than I used to give it credit for, it really does pay respect to the characters, the pre-existing characters, some of them, Um in some great ways. Like, Loki and Thor are still fantastic. Yeah. And I think it has one of the most... I mean, you know, sorry. Thor 2 had a really good um, plot line between Thor and, and Loki. I think that was really strong. Um, and it was something that, you know, I thought that that was going to be the pinnacle of their relationship. And to be honest, this one I thought eclipsed that in terms of their their interactions. In I particular... Agree that elevator scene between them, mm. I thought was probably the most powerful dialogue between them. And some really great growth on the part of Thor. And, and Loki, yeah. Mm. And the best, I felt like, as much as I love Thor too in the first one, we're getting a, a well-rounded Thor here. And I, I thought I, I got more, I understood him more as a character. 100%. Maybe that was just the, the, because we'd had so many films by that stage. But this film seemed to address that. And I, I, I just thought like the imagination and the different, uh, the set design, Korg was a great ingredient here. Uh, Hulk as well. Like this is my number two. Wow. Um, oh, wow. So this is <laughs> like, I really love this. Um, I could put this on any time. Um, yeah. So just to dial back to what you're saying before, I completely agree that, that Thor as a character was so much more well-drawn in this movie. Mm. Um he there was not much to him in the previous ones. I, I was they were always being carried by Loki for me completely. Yeah. Um, so I do like what they did with him in this. I did. I, I will I kind of mention one of the things that I thought was a bit of a weakness. There's a a, a point kind of in the middle um, when um, uh, the Hulk goes back to being Banner, and I thought some of the interactions between Banner and Thor were a bit. They didn't quite feel as solid. Improvised. <laughs> it, exactly. It felt yeah. like they'd each had a couple of drinks on set, and they were like. Yeah, it's just a Marvel movie. Let's just have it for a right Yeah, which um, is is both, I think, it's a really, it, it worked in other parts of the film, but I don't know what it was about those particular scenes. It felt particularly improvised, and I, I, I didn't, that was the only part that I was kind of like a bit, ugh. And it's, it's, very, it's very charming. Like, that Revengers scene is on its own one of the funniest things in any of these movies. Yeah. But um, when we're talking about a movie where, Everyone Thor knows and loves is being slaughtered and his whole planet gets blown up. Mm. There's, I don't feel like there's a lot of weight to this movie, which really bothers me for a franchise that I like so much. Yeah. But once you come to terms with that, it, yes. it, it makes sense. But I, I do remember at the beginning of this, this is Ragnarok. You know, this is, this is the, the end, end of the world yeah. shit. Like, and then he's in the cave with the dragon and yeah. it's kind of fun. Yeah. And it didn't feel like the other Thors. I was like, okay, this is, this is interesting. This is different. So I liked I, it I, when it opened with that stuff. I, that opening scene that's with, it, with that's set the tone for me. Yeah. For the yeah. whole of the rest so of as, the movie. As I really enjoyed that. I but, totally get what you mean in terms of like, I feel like, you know, that 
it is missing some weight to it. And I think I, I think it's really disjointed as well because I think I love that opening and then Thor gets sent off to, to wherever and all of the rest of this stuff is happening on Asgard and it's not connected to anything else and it's just not all that compelling. Yeah. And some of the CGI is humble. That Hela scene where she takes oh, on that whole army yeah. is just flow, daggers are flying yeah. everywhere and Cape Lanchard's heads floating around it's in the middle awesome. of the screen. Oh, boy. That's awesome. I don't know. There's I love the design of, of her in general. But... There's a couple of scenes that, that, that were a bit wonky. I, I found her head to be incredibly distracting. I could never. It's always somewhere on the screen, but not yeah. exactly where it should be. And um, <laughs> and I also found that that scene of the cliff, which I thought in in ex, in um, the characters at least was a, a fairly powerful scene. Yes, but it was so distracting by the fact that like it looked so bad especially since you you knew because they showed in the trailers that it was set in new york initially yeah so I, you that, just knew they'd already just like painted over it it's like man that for me was was this is annoying incredibly yeah, distracting and, the fuck down, right? <laughs> no so fuck that noise. like that is not acceptable no uh, when, when you're making when you're no, making no, 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 movies uh, with this much money it, it should just, just the entertainment better. of that movie and like the heart of it Really makes it, it really wins me over. Yeah. It's interesting. This is number fourteen in your list, Benny. Yeah, and it would have been a lot lower a year ago. Oh, hundred percent. Um, made but, number six for me, so it was definitely top ten. But yeah, and I, like I said, I really enjoyed it in the last viewing. There's just movies that I have a much longer and stronger relationship with. I just feel like this has got by far like some of these MCU movies, like in this middle patch, you know, sort of eleven to seventeen. Mm. You know, they can get quite. Um, vanilla in a way mm. yeah there's a, a set criteria for a marvel film boom 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 tick the box and there you go and ragnarok doesn't do that and i appreciate that and i think it's had a massive influence on phase four so we'll we'll, we'll see but um it, it's kind of like a, a game changer i feel for the mcu yeah something that really helped this movie a lot for me was thor's arc in infinity war which added some weight to what i thought didn't have any yeah, yeah, I'd agree with I that. I get what you mean, yeah. And I, I don't think that's like a good excuse for this movie to feel so light um, with what it's dealing with. But I really, but I really love it. that they readdressed it. I absolutely yeah. love it. And it makes this work a lot better for me. So joint number five. Number five. So we're in the top five, gentlemen. Still. The second number five. Yeah, tied for number yeah. five. We have uh, Ant-Man. Um, oh, Boo-Ans. <laughs> you wanted this to be number boo one. <laughs> what, did number you five. Did you, did you have this as number one? No, no, no. No, number three. Number three. Yeah. Hey, this is higher than this is going to be on any other. Everyone <laughs> yeah, any who other doesn't MCU like this list. movie, you're wrong. Yeah. And uh... sorry to tell you, this is breaking news, people. Um, this movie is goddamn great. I yeah, I I had this around five or so. I think I had nine. Mm-hmm. Um, just again because there's other films that I would have I would rather. I've looked put at on your now. top five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. That's, that's pretty right. standard. <laughs> it's very standard. Probably um, the most standard you can n- get. Number four is probably not. <laughs> I am a robot. So <laughs> I first what, saw what, this film. Form. I first saw this film. Guys, we're nearly through this. Come on. <laughs> I first saw this film George, at a premiere event. Throw yourself out. At a premiere event on an IMAX screen. Um, and I remember being not that impressed. For real? With man Yeah. With Ant-Man, yeah. Um, and... <coughs> It was a really weird experience. I, I think maybe I was, I was a little late to the screen. I was a little off center. And when you're off center on an IMAX screen, well, it's, it's, not great, it's not a great deal. And there was a, there was a kid nearby who wouldn't <laughs> shut up. And that's just the worst. Um, Kids. But God watching it, it subsequently, um, on uh, mostly on Blu-ray, I think, or, or Netflix, um, just every time I watch it, I'm like, I cannot believe how charming and funny and well-structured this movie yeah. is. Yeah, dude. 
uh, is just so well put together, which for a movie that had a director completely jump ship uh-huh. midway is amazing. I yep. had so much anticipation for this because Edgar Wright was involved, mm. director of Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead. And I thought to myself, when he left and Peyton Reed came on board, oh, who the doomed. fuck's Peyton Reed? Fucking it's all doomed. over. Forget about it. And to get this kind of product at the end, I've loved Ant-Man since day one. Mm. And um, I, I'm actually surprised I didn't put it at number two. And that, and I that, probably should have put it at number two. That, it wasn't only just Ant-Man, but it was the cast surrounding Ant-Man that just made this movie mm. so... Charm. That's probably the best word to put it. This is moving is bloody charming. Yeah. And Auntie or what is it? Auntie? Anthony. 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 And Anthony dies halfway through, right? So sad. And I remember in the cinema, I was sitting with my wife, who yeah. was my governor at the time, and I was like, what was going to happen to Anthony? And she was like, he's going to die. And he literally <laughs> died three seconds later. I was like, holy fuck, Anthony's oh. gone. He's gone. Anyway, listen. I, I just love the size shrinking in this. I think the CG work is really strong. Mm, it's just got this really like love. It's like a big hug. It's like a big, mm. warm, yeah. fuzzy hug of goodness and brilliant, um, brilliant score. One of, probably one of my favorite themes in the whole score. Movie. The brilliant one casting. The be- I'm going to yeah. go and say the best origin story in the MCU mm. um, by far. I mean, yeah, the, the rankings bear that out absolutely. By Far. Um, I I'm so glad this is in the top five. I am so we, we're a good bunch of people. Yeah, I don't think there's ever any doubt because we, we were pretty unanimous on the fact that that's like a that's a really good film. Um, I love and I could see why some people would be completely neutral on him. I love the villain in this, Corey Stoll's awesome. uh, yellow jacket. It's mostly in the performance because yes, he is just another. It's the good Crazed. guy, but a different color. Yeah. But yeah, he just has this unhinged. Mm nature about him that sells it so well for me like you can see it in his eyes like this is a guy who's just been like trod over for too long and he's just lost it he's ready yeah and he's just shrinking people in that tiny little goop thing it's so weird oh so good <laughs> and savage like, as well the the to have this movie in between um an avengers movie and uh, the civil war movie was, oh, yeah. was so cool just to have you know the finale take place on a thomas the tank engine little track yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, so yeah. much fun insane yeah so good Anyway, speak of the devil. Number four, get your uh, get your angry comments ready. We have Avengers: Age of Ultron. Ooh wee! I had this at four, but honestly, it could have been higher. Now this is the fourth most cited as the worst movie in the MCU. Yeah, <laughs> we're finished with that little little game. Um, and I, honest to God, have never understood why. No, it meanders um, a lot in the middle. Um, oh, and that's but I why... love that. I love that. Yeah, and the, that's fine. Um. I feel as though in the middle part of Ultron, it's very lopsided, this movie. It's like you sort of A, B, C, and A and C are awesome, mm. but the B middle, the bit in the middle with, you know, um, you know, the stuff with Vision and South Korea and all the stuff. Like, I've never really dug that. Mm. I'm, never, I'm never like, oh, we're getting to the bit in South Korea and we're going to get the bit. We're going to get the scene where Captain America's choking Ultron, you know, <laughs> choking him out. I'm you got to try, try everything. I've never dug that. But the other two halves, the, the other thirds of this movie are so strong. Yeah, so for me... This, so it's almost lopsided, what I'm trying to say. This was especially, given how... According to the masses, A, B, and C are all terrible. Okay. Um, I've always seen this as, you know, a sequel that improved every element. Because mm. um, like I said, I had that, that tiny bit of disappointment with Avengers. And I came out of this just being like, wow, there were, you know, more characters, more going on. Um, a, a villain who I just absolutely loved. And it just felt like a more personal movie from Whedon. And, you know, I hate to hear about his terrible experience on it. That, that sucks. 
but um it just the 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 spectacle of it the the dynamics of telling character through action like in the way the, the scenes are choreographed i just loved every moment of it do you know yeah. do you know much about his experience on this and what he said I just apparently there's a lot of manhandling right like like with the thor vision quest stuff they were just like this is going in and he's like uh-huh. oh, whatever yeah um so he may have felt like it wasn't his film um but at the same time i feel like he has this amazing uh mouthpiece through ultron that's really exploring exploring a lot of personal issues for him and i i love that character so much i think He's so well set up in such a small space of time. Yeah. That Ultron coming to consciousness scene mm, with him awesome. and, and Jarvis, yeah. I think, is one of the best kind of AI setup scenes ever. It is so cool and so brief. I didn't like that one because I didn't like the physicality of it, where it's like the blue blob is attacking yeah, yeah, the that, yellow that's, blob. That's but whatever, over yeah. time, over time, I've kind of gotten used to that representation. The stuff that's being said, like just that one yeah. moment where, yes. where they're talking about Tony, is like, and he's not even said. He's like, "Why do you call him Sir?" Yeah. And it's like, oh, this character is evolving yeah, and he's rapidly. So quick. Rapidly. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I, I absolutely love that. I, agree. I, I love and there's a there's a really brilliant um I'm not sure how this got started, but if you go onto YouTube, there's this big thing about one perfect scene. I think is it called One Perfect Scene? Yeah, Nando V movies started it. Great okay, channel. yeah. And, and people have kind of taken well, one marvelous moment. That's it. it yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, that's it. And people have taken this and they, they pick a scene out of the MCU. And they explain why this is the perfect scene. And Nando um, himself did the the party scene. Is that what you're talking about? The, no, I mean not. The, the after party. Someone did uh, one on the final scene between oh, Jarvis and the um, Vision and Ultron. Uh, sorry, yeah, sorry, Vision and Ultron. Yeah, and that for me, like, I just that scene floored me from day one. A thing isn't beautiful because it lasts. Yeah, yeah. I think you missed that. It's got some of the best dialogue in the MCU bar none. Yes, um, 100%. It's, it's, I would say it is the best like one-on-one back and forth yeah. of all of them. Um, and, and such a beautiful... It, it, the, the, one of the things that makes it so great is that it is finishing on two characters that have been introduced in one film, hmm. so it's not these existing characters having these are new characters. And one of them, like twenty minutes ago, <laughs> exactly. One of them really new, hmm. um, and I think that that is um, kind of spectacular hmm. in a in a sort of way. It was this kind of almost passing of the torch from Ultron and to to Vision as the kind of the better version of and something that sells it so well, and I think is just an amazing tiny little moment that I just came out of nowhere for me is just when vision picks up the hammer i'm like oh that was set up so clearly yeah and there it is and it's it's just a jaw-dropping moment i feel yeah. everyone goes silent it's so good um but it was interesting that you mentioned uh whedon's response to this i'll, I'll see if i can find the video again that analyzed the, that particular scene but mm. they also linked it back to kind of using that as a mouthpiece for for joss talking about the experience of uh-huh. of this and com- coming to a close and bringing in new beginnings so it, it was kind of this you know, they might have been looking a little bit into it, but it was a beautiful, thorough line that of, of him saying, I'm coming to a close and the Russo brothers are effectively going to take this in a different direction from here on in. Mm. Um, and I think that that was beautiful. So, yeah, I, I, I highly, highly rate this film. Um, and, I've, yeah, I'm, I'm exactly with you guys. I don't understand why people are so negative about this, this film. I understand a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, George gets the B. Yeah. But it's number eight on my list, so it's it's a it's a favorite for Still sure. Pretty good. All right, number three. Um, only, only like a few points above the last three movies is Avengers Endgame. Endgame. Yes. Wow, this number was number three. six on my list. This was like in the teens for me. I think. 
Really? Yeah. yeah I had this as number two. <clears throat> number two? Yeah. Number two in the MCU? Yeah. Really? 12 for me. For me, this film, I, I, I very much see Infinity War and Endgame as the same entity. They're two distinctly different films, but I, I really, I kind of, in my head, they are one. If See, that makes I could any watch sense. Endgame without watching Infinity War before, and I could watch Infinity War without going on to watch Endgame. I feel. Yeah, I, they're very different like, to me. They're quite like I understand what you mean. Like they're encompassing the same story, but tonally and execution-wise, they feel so distinct from I mean. each other. They are very distinctively different films, but very clearly, they are A and B. If if you know what I mean. In, like in Infinity, terms of on Infinity paper, Infinity War would not work without Endgame. Of right? course. An end game would not work without Infinity War. But I don't Infinity think War. you can... I still think you can watch Infinity War and be completely satisfied and just, you know, like well, leave end game for six months down the track. You know, you don't have to watch them immediately after each other. Basically, no, 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 no. They no, can no, coexist no. But in, in terms of like the, the... I just... I love the pairing of them. And yeah. that, that's why I have Endgame so high. It's one of the reasons I have Endgame so high is because it, it just... it For me, although they are distinctly different films... They link together so beautifully, um, and I love the one. Like I love the aspect of them being um, that, that you can, not that you have to, but that you can watch Infinity War and then Endgame, and they complement each other so well. Um, the other reason is I just Endgame probably gave me more feels than most other MCU films, at least concentrated. I think a lot of MCU films might have individually as powerful moments, but this one had like about three or four that I felt were just like real showstoppers for me. Yeah. No, it's very interesting. I, um, with Endgame, I think the litmus test for me was the fact that I only saw it twice. Mm. I only saw it twice. Mm. Did I see it twice or three times? I'm struggling to remember right now. I might've only seen it twice. And I think that's a testament to the fact that I'd kind of seen it, been there, done that, not in a bad way, but just like it, it didn't have that same level of depth and intrigue and kinetic energy that um, Infinity War had. So I'm directly comparing it to that. Um, yeah. There's something about Endgame that I, I, I love this movie. It's, it's, it's number six, almost made it into my top five. But I'm not, I'm, I can't put my finger on it. I think it's maybe the time travel mechanics. I think like even though you say they both perfectly complement each other, I don't necessarily know if. Um, Infinity War and Endgame, like, could they have made them complement each other even more? Not yeah. sure. Um, I think that the the easy answer, and I think it's the wrong answer, is that they should have been tonally more similar to feel more in, uh, together. I would but hate I, that. But exactly, right? And I yeah. think that that's a mistake because, you know, just because something fits together doesn't mean that it has to be the same. And for me, the the change in tone is what makes it so brilliant. I think I agree. I agree. The change yeah. in tone is is definitely the strength for me. So, um, any? Any, sorry. At any rate, I, yeah. Are you sitting with Endgame these days? Uh yeah. Ultimately, disappointment. Um, Infinity War was such an unbelievable high for me. Um, if we if we're counting six times, um, in a cinema, which is, uh, rare. Um, that as a follow up, as much as I I do like to think you know I was pretty satisfied with it. It was just not at that same level. Yeah. So that that is unfortunately a disappointment. I don't like a lot of the, well, not dislike, but I just don't love uh, a lot of the directions they took the story. 
Um, the time travel stuff going back to certain <clears throat> points in time. Yeah, I don't like the execution of that very much. It It's all kind of wishy-washy. They've come out recently in interviews saying how they just sort of agreed that the mechanics of it aren't that important. It's about the emotion of it. Which is which is true to which some degree. Is a is a fine way to take it. But um yeah, I don't know. It, I like water type movies and the fact that the time travel doesn't match up is a problem for me. Yeah. But I mean again the, the Time travel doesn't exist. If, yeah. Well, not yeah. just that, yeah. but like yeah, that's what if, they said, if that's yeah. the, the the kind of line that you're gonna take in again, It's just unsatisfying be, for me. From a guy who loves throughout the MCU the, the, is all I'm saying. Hey, uh, this is just one of many complaints I have about this film. Yeah. Um, and like, I'm treating this as a follow-up to a movie that I, I really do think is, is watertight. Like yeah. movie to movie, whatever. But uh, yeah, this is one of the ones where, uh, I don't know, it just felt it was much more in service of um, fan service and payoff than, than the way this universe really functions, which I feel like they'd done so well in Infinity War. Um, and there was stuff like, uh, Tony and Steve, the the way they address the the civil war schism was just nothing. Like it, like it well, was there. It was, there. A, little it was there. there. It was a little something there, and it was but it was very brief. And I I don't hate it, but I, it's just there's not much to it, and we're never going to get anything else from it. So I'm like, to me, that's disappointing. Given that we had a whole movie about this thing, and then they continued on through Infinity War, and then it's just like a little thing. I'm like, okay, whatever. I, I feel like, you know, if we're going to explain that away, once you lose half the population, things like that become far less important. And I do feel as though the schism is still there. Like, I, I, I don't think it's entirely fair to say that it was just like briefly mentioned in terms. Of, I think there's still lingering feelings, largely because he just goes off at him after they lose. Mm. Um, you know, I quite like that scene. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't too. really. I don't but, really no, think but I mean, I mean, fine. I mean, when he drives up and rejoins him, and he's just like, "Well, I mean, fine, what is the it, past? Like four years later, and and you know, I think that's a, a kind of a a quick way to show not only that that time has passed in general, but that also that the character of Tony is different. Yeah, and I, yeah, I have absolutely no problems with that. Yeah, and I really don't love it. Um, also, yeah. I don't like. I it's something about it doesn't sit with me. Just the um, you know, five years pass, then Hulk brings everyone back. Um, I don't know. I just don't love it. In a time travel you mean movie, the first time they get through, through the snap, just when they when they bring everyone back, right? I'm just like, uh, that feels like a universe breaking event, like, and I don't think it's something that's ever going to be acknowledged beyond what we got in Homecoming. I mean, Far From Home, which I really liked. It, it won't be because it was funny and it was amusing. Yeah, but it was like. This world is. This is the biggest thing to have ever happened in the history of the universe, and it, we've had five minutes dedicated to it. Um, I feel like if you're doing a movie about time travel anyway, they may as well have just undone it, like just gone back in time. I actually really like that they didn't undo it. I see. Yeah. I I would like that as well because I like consequences. But the MCU is so terrible at consequences. Mm. It, I think that yeah. I think I do think part of that is is wanting your cake and eating it too, in the sense that. They only have so much runtime, and they can only address so many things. Oh, you say that, but this is the MCU. They're making three movies a year. They can do whatever they it's want. It's a three-hour movie. They could have, like, you pick and choose your battles. You know, you, you can. But pull that, that's my point. Like, I mean, it's already a three-hour movie, and you want to add. Yeah. You know, so, so you have to substitute. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't. I, you know, personally, I don't know what I would have substituted. And more of this movie was about giving the MCU a victory lap than about. 
the areas I would have liked to focus on. Mm. But that's, so, that's in a way part of the deal being yeah. the last of 23 movies. It's kind of going to be, it's kind of it, gone. It, 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 it wasn't. It that. wasn't. Oh, okay. So what was, what was not that? The last it of 22 movies. <laughs> yeah, at the time. <laughs> yeah. It kind of, in a way, like by default, it had to do that. Um, but I understand what you're saying. You like say it, it had felt- to. I don't think it had to. I agree. I understand the the reason they did. Listen, it, it, they had to, whether it be like even just them at the last funeral scene going across each character, they had to do some kind of like a summary, summarization or some acknowledgement of the whole breadth of this universe and yes yeah we have the final sequence and all every fucker that you've ever seen under the sun arrives mm. awesome love it but like there had to be something else I, I i to make this a successful dovetail to the whole infinity saga oh sorry a bookend i should say not dovetail mm. um it, it had to do something similar to what they did maybe a little less in your face but i understand like the where they where their where their headspace was at yeah in doing those it just felt scenes. it just felt a little too um believing its own hype to me which i really don't like it's like what i was saying with guardians we, we talked about this in, in our review is that if anyone deserves to believe they're in their own hype it's, no i completely it's disagree with that MCU. i completely disagree with that because look the fact that they've gotten 40 of the most famous people in the world who only mostly are famous because of these movies to be in the same movie wow congratulations that's fantastic. You aligned a lot of schedules to do that. I The MCU is an amazing achievement in a lot of ways. It's not that crazy. Like, when I was watching Apocalypse Now the other day, I'm like, that is an achievement in film. Putting that together and surviving, that is insane. That is crazy. I, I'm, I'm getting a little, a little flack for this. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I'm not sure. Seriously, no, I, I, agree I, with this what is you're Disney, saying. this is the biggest corporation in the world making very expensive movies. That's fantastic. And they're better than most of these other expensive movies. That's great. But uh, this movie, you know the end credits where it's doing that that new theme and showing like the pictures and their signatures and everything? I'm like, all right, great, cool. That's amazing. You've made <laughs> you've made four Avengers movies. This is the most cynical I've ever heard you talk no, about. This I movie. love this it. Well, like M- I know. It, it's you... just like I don't know. Everyone's, <laughs> everyone it just feels like everyone's suddenly drinking the Kool-Aid. Like most of these movies come out. And half of them people hate straight away anyway. So, and all of a sudden it's like, this is the biggest thing that's ever happened. All of these have been great. I'm like, every, you're kind of rewriting history here, people. I, I don't think know. I, they, I, these, these are just some of my complicated stream of consciousness thoughts on this movie. I have a lot of really positive yes, things to say about it as you well. You can go check out a review. Yeah, <laughs> for yes, a completely yes. different opinion from Ben. I could <laughs> yeah. mean stark 180. Yeah. Um, no, that, that's that's what be- happens over time. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I don't want to kind of put words in your mouth but i feel like that's maybe a um like a a, a countercultural um opinion as not at all not to, at all I, yeah see, i like i mean just i i think that but can i put it in my, the, most, in my most simplest terms regarding these two movies that that you said are such of a piece um infinity war and i've said this before on the pod infinity war felt like such a, a natural um functioning part of this universe where everything was happening for for a story yeah and for a reason and this felt more contrived this one felt like how do we get how do we construct mm. uh, a satisfying audience pleasing ending to all this which well, is what obviously what they were aiming to yeah. do and they'll go back to tony stark's place and they'll see this yeah and, and there's, there's one thing what is there there's one bit where tony stark parrots a line that's it he says um 
and you said we'd do that together too. I'm like, really, Tony Stark remembers him saying that eight years ago, this dickhead he doesn't even like. I hate when they quote them their own movies. It makes it feel like nothing happens in between these movies. Like these people don't have functioning lives. That feels like, super nitpicky. It, no, but that's what really takes me out because it happens a lot in this movie. This movie referencing other MCU movies. But that that's the point of this movie. Yeah, and I don't it's, like that point. I think that's a terrible point. Well, how would have you rather had it end? I I would have liked uh just something more like Infinity War. Not not but I mean, totally. I like that I like that it's different. I like that it's different. Like I understand what you're saying, but like, the whole point of Infinity War is that they lost. And and like there there is there you can't just have you know the 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 starkness of Infinity War, the kind of the 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 gasping moment of Infinity War, which which is I agree, Infinity War I think is a better movie than Endgame, but you know the the way that Infinity War is set out, you can't have a follow up to that that is going to feel the same as Infinity War. It is because Infinity War is so stark. There's almost a necessity for Endgame to be contrived, because how how else do you do that? Because if, if it feels the reason it feels so lived in is because it's 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 bleak. They lose at the end, and you're like that happens in real life, and it it doesn't feel like the normal you know spectacular thing that happens in movies. But no, I'm just saying the there's a lot less the, fan service. If if the finale to 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 this entire Infinity War uh, saga or Infinity Saga was for them to lose, you'd walk out of that and be like. Well, yeah, it feels that's, real, but that's, also, that's, fuck that's what that. he's saying. He's not saying. No, 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 I, no, like, I'm saying. No, I know, but he's not I mean, saying I'm just saying the like, plot. He's saying more in the feel, I think, and the yeah, representation. I don't, I don't think that that could have been achieved. And I, I, I anyway, again, to I put it to bed, you, you yeah. said it yourself. Um, you think Infinity War is a better movie. That's where I am too. Yeah, but yeah. I think probably maybe a little more uh, drastically, drastically than you. Yeah, and to me, that makes it a, unfortunately a big disappointment. Yeah, and I'm almost like I'm sitting in between you guys. Literally. I'm in between you guys in the list and in bed as well. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. What's up? What's up? (laughs) Um, But, like, I I see both of your arguments. Um, Let's all be friends. Everything's going to be okay. But but I, I think... Like, I'm curious about how much you consider them part of the same because of how different they feel to me. And I'm cons- I'm interested in how Benny, you feel they're like so drastically different from each other that you almost don't even associate them. So in a way. I, I'll give you a perfect uh, analogy. Uh, does peanut butter taste anything like jelly or jam? Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> fucking put a fucking that <laughs> derailed <laughs> your shit. No, because well, you're like, lying. Because you're obviously um, lying. I they don't taste anything I like, feel it, like but- I see where you might be going with this, and I've never had a peanut butter jelly sandwich because that's I don't know a very American thing. Oh, okay. You've missed uh, out. It's good just, shit. Just the, 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 idea, the idea really so, puts yeah. me off. <laughs> just think about two things that work really well together but but are individually different that you would like associate with each other. I don't know. That was the that was the analogy that came to mind. Nothing else is really reaching out. But like, the yeah, point I, is I'm that sorry, I'm just sorry. because something is different doesn't mean I'm that sorry it doesn't if feel I compared Endgame too much to Infinity War on its own merits. I have a lot of problems with it. That's that's where that, I'm coming. But that's not at. my that's, that's not my issue necessarily. But that's what I'm saying. This is why I'm ranking it where I ranked it. Yeah, that's fine. Because that's fine. I, this, this that's movie... That's why I ranked it where I ranked it. There's a lot of parts on, upon rewatching it where I just kind of wanted to move along. Because I, I don't think it's all gold. And my, my top 10 of these Marvel movies, every one of them, I'm pretty much every moment very happy. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so that's why it doesn't kind of make it up there. Any final thoughts? 
Uh, <laughs> George, you I'm, barely I'm, had a, a say on Endgame. I'm, 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 I'm happy just listening. Uh, and now I know what it's like to be a viewer. What a great, what a great institution this is. Um, uh, here's a donation. Um, yeah, no, I'm mean, listen. I'm really excited to see Endgame again, and uh, yeah, that'll be that. So yeah, I wanted to watch it today. I didn't get around to it. Um, number two, we have the second largest jump in points um, through the whole list. The the, the first largest was. Incredible Hulk to the second last movie. Uh, so we have number two, Captain America Civil War. Yep. Nice. This is number four for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? This is number one for me. Number one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Civil War, man. Like this was this was the MCU kicking into overdrive for me. This was like we're getting an Avengers movie mm. and Avengers isn't in the title. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're just doing it now. Um, and um, I think this might be the most watchable film. We were just ever about made. the most watchable <laughs> film that, that the MCU has ever put out. Like I, I watched this um, a couple of weeks back yeah, so and I was just like, oh, I can just – I can just chuck this on and I know I'm going to be happy. Mm. The the villain is on point. Oh. The action is on point. Yep. The the conflict between the characters on point. Like everything about this movie just fits really neatly into pace. Apart from the love interest story thing. Yeah. Um, that's kind of hot. That's a, that's a weird <laughs> fucking... Even... I mean... Begging even Carter. Befo- even before they retconned the, the weird stuff in Endgame. Yeah. Even before that, it was a bit, I don't know about this. It was sandwiched in there, wasn't it? People joke about this, and I I really want to give everyone at Marvel more credit, but it really does feel like, oh, you know, Cap, he feels a little gay, like, with his Bucky and everything. Like, he's really got to get a girl in there, you know? And it's like, oh, yeah, how about he just kisses this girl in this one scene for no reason whatsoever? It's like, that'll do, that'll do. And also, the girl that they they made, you know, his original crush's niece. I'm like, Mm. that... Should have been thought out. Thought out like that. That that should have been the the um, fucking. Even if they didn't have the end game end in mind, mm. that alone should have been enough for them to be like, that's just a little bit weird. Let's not th- do that. I think you're right, man. On that whole like 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 no homo cap. Yeah. Like let's 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 get him a girl. But he, and it's he like, already it's had it's that like- with um uh Scarlett like uh, Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow. Well, yeah, but you're a little bit. But um. It it also feels like one of the very few moments that really undercuts the whole Endgame's sneaky little, we had all of this planned the whole time, which is, you know, absolutely fair for them to try and say that. But you look at that one moment, you're like, you definitely didn't oh, exactly. necessarily at least, have definitely. that plan. At least yeah. the, the, like, Star Wars has the excuse of, like, at that time, they weren't meant to be brother and sister. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was just a, yeah. um, which makes the decision to make them brother and sister weird in retrospect, but... Um, and it's so soon after Peggy's funeral. Come on, Cap. You're, I mean, you're yeah, usually a good guy. I was like, whoa, come. So, th- all right. Anyway, the rest of the what, movie. Yeah. <laughs> Everything outside that little. Yeah. So, is so brilliant. Did, like, Black Panther's awesome in this. I love the more governmental, like, <clears throat> UN, Sokovia Accords vibe to this. Like, it feels it, like a really international world consequences yeah. and how it ties into Ultron. Like, it's just like a really nice natural extension for this MCU. This movie makes this world feel lived in because this is one of the only movies that really deals, like explicitly deals with the consequences Mm. of their actions. Totally. Mm. 
and they never revisit it again. The Sokovia Accords are dead in the water. Are, are they still active? Or anyway, this is part of a bigger problem. But um, don't think yeah. about it, Benny. Don't what, think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what you were saying, George? This movie manages to jam like all of the existing characters in, then chucks in Black Panther and Spider Man, and does. A ten out of ten job with both of them. Oh yeah, doesn't yeah. feel sandwiched in. No, Feels it's crazy. Natural. And that's the thing. It should. This movie mm. is so kind of somber for so much of it, and then suddenly you're in Queens hanging out with Peter Parker and Tony Stark, and it's like all fun, and it's like this should sink this movie. Yep. And it just makes it better. Yeah. I love the giant fonts in this as well. <laughs> yes. Like <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> it really wakes you up if you're not yeah. enough. Um, my only complaint with Civil War is post airport. I feel like I I really love the scene where Tony <sighs> is realizing what happened with Bucky mm. and his parents. But other than that little brief moment in there, it, it, you it, didn't the like film the fight scene. Kind of, it's okay. It's cool. Wow. It's it's it's. Oh wow! Yeah. But it's not at that level that we've just seen before. Like we've hit that high adrenaline, and then moving into just one on one, or obviously the other blokes there as well. <laughs> yeah, one but it may as well be one on one. Yeah, like he's a prop like, in that scene. For me, like the film, it's not a bad thing. It's I'm not like wrap up. I'm done, Russo brothers. But I, I I'm like. Maybe it could have wrapped up a bit earlier. Maybe we could have done something a little more inventive with this fight scene. I don't know. I just the more I think about it, the more I think that 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 last twenty minutes is so brilliant. I mm. absolutely love it. I, I I love the idea that it's you go in expecting them to be fighting these super soldiers. It's like the obvious conclusion to this, and it it just so perfectly works as this plan to to have them fight each other in earnest. I love this kind of like this uh, this insanity that seems to take over um you know uh Tony Stark, Tony Stark as yeah. he, and he just goes after him and it's awesome. like bloodlust and he justifies it perfectly just when he says he killed my mom yeah, like, like, that I don't care. works so perfectly yeah. and and then everyone Martha. in the theater's like yep <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um and, and it's yeah it, it so just beautifully undercuts that superhero showdown you're expecting with these dumb super mm-hmm. soldiers and it just turns into this completely unexpected like you know that Tony and Steve are going there to fight that's in all the trailers but then, like we said, with the best twist in the MCU, it just suddenly becomes about something completely different. Yeah. That somehow you didn't see coming, even though they show that scene so many times in the movie oh. of Bucky taking out that car. I love that. It's and a it's, great it's all, structural piece. It's also set up. They jam in this whole buff, uh, augmented mm. reality thing to just give a bit of backstory that at the time, it, certainly to me, I wasn't even like, why is that in there? Yeah. Why is any of that yeah. happening? Maybe they're setting up a Spider-Man movie five years from now. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, this movie just moment to moment is endlessly watchable. Um, six times in the cinema, same as Infinity War. Mm-hmm. I've never come close to that with any other movie ever. Mm. Um, I, I just think this movie, I don't understand how it works as well as it does. Yeah, it is, it is just an absolutely killer movie. Number four on my list. Love watching it. Probably the most watched Blu-ray in this in out of all these films for me. Yeah. This was this was number three for me just just because of the the reasons that I mentioned before mm. um, with Endgame. But um, yeah, the um, this movie is is so watchable for me, and um, and and everyone often cites uh, Killmonger as the best um, villain, and I think that that's. Um, that's a massive disservice to civil, uh, whatever his Zima. name is. Zima, yeah. Zima, he does not get any credit. Um, and, and by far, I think, the best villain. I think he, he's amazing with what little he has yeah. um, in terms of screen time. He's so brilliant. Yeah. 
Um, I guess it's time to announce number one, which if you're not paying attention, maybe somehow you don't know what it is. Yeah. But um, almost unanimously, you guys both had it number one. I had it number two. Yeah. Um, is Avengers Infinity War. I, I W baby. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think we're probably all on the same page. Like, I mean, obviously Endgame had some pretty stark differences in, in how we felt about it. But Infinity War, I feel like we're probably on the same page. That was yeah. spectacular. I don't think you can do it much better than that. You know, like yeah. the... The bar's been set so high there. Uh, it, it's just got this kinetic. Um, you're running this gauntlet with these characters, and like the pressure is on. And I love those. I love a good thriller, and I feel like this has a ticking time. It's like a time bomb on it, and I, I really that element of the film just purely on that really appeals to me. And it's got this cascading snowball effect. Um, and it's just just comes to an amazing conclusion. And I remember being in the cinema just being like, what in the fuck? I have to wait a year for the next one? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was, this, it's, it's an unparalleled um, cinematic experience. Honestly, for me. this movie did a really good job of just introducing a level of consequence for the actual Avengers. Um, you know, we talked about the Civil War con- uh, consequences of like what happens around them, but this, there was actual stakes in mm. this. It, it made this world feel as though there was a sense of reality, like, you know, death meant something. Um, and, and they did such a good job with, um, I think they did a good job with all the characters, but in particular, um, uh, Thor and, and this is obviously Brolin's film, um, as Thanos. Thanos. Um, I mean that both those characters I think are, are highlights in this. Um, yeah, they, they took a movie starring more characters than we'd ever seen in a movie, like established characters from other movies. Yeah. Um, they had a plot that doesn't take a second to breathe from from the get-go. It's just scene after scene, go back and forth between all these characters. They make the 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 villain ostensibly the protagonist yeah. driving all of the action. Um, and it is simultaneously one of the most dramatic and one of the most funny movies out of all of these. It, it, it's another one. It's, it's crazy. like Civil War. It doesn't make any sense. It mm. it, it jams packs so much stuff into such a well. It's not a small runtime, but like compared to what it's or what it's trying to do. I mean, Endgame had the advantage of of having half the characters killed. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. So they they There's could a lot they less could, on their plate. You know, um, not have to juggle that many characters. This one did just an absolutely spectacular job. Um, oddly enough from memory, I feel like this maybe in terms of the pacing kind of slowed down a little bit in the middle, whereas Endgame I didn't quite feel that same um slowdown. But in terms of um like uh, not everything else was just so excellently done that yeah, I don't I don't have any issue in putting this as my number one. Yeah, I mean as a comic book film, is there anything more you want? Mm-hmm. Isn't this comic book films essentially like you know, when we take stripping it back to comic books, you know, all these different characters intersecting across these pages in multiple issues. I mean, that's basically what we got here. Got the culmination of, you know, 21 issues of a comic book and here's the next trade edition and we're going to get all these characters. I don't know, man. I just think it's, you know, it's easy. It looks so effortless. You know, I know, like even writing a song, man, you know, which is completely different to this, it can be it can be so arduous, and the creative process can be so hard. And then just to see how effortless this feels, mm. it, it's pretty incredible, man. Yeah. Like the amount of people working on this film, you know, it's just unbelievably impressive. And and the other thing I'll say is Thanos, I think, looks significantly better in this than the Endgame. 
Maybe significantly is a strong word. It's but a very strong word. <laughs> I think he, he does look better in Infinity War. Um, I think he's, got, he's certainly got a lot more screen time. Yep. Um, in Infinity War. Like in his hut in Endgame, he just doesn't look as good. There, there, yeah, there was that scene in Endgame that I, I think we all talked about in the in our review of it, mm. which we were all a bit like, that feels like something that was added. Yeah, it feels like they might have been post. stretching themselves a little thinner in Endgame. There's like a, even more moving parts in that one, just with that like that final insane sequence. Yeah. Um, yeah, this Infinity War is like pretty flawless. How come... How come Civil War beats out Infinity War? I'm not even sure, and this could change day to day, honestly, because <laughs> they're they're both on that just like god tier for me. Yeah. Um, if if I'd known where you guys had put yours before I made my list, maybe I would have just done it just so we'd all be on the same page yeah, for the yeah. top and bottom of the list. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but uh, it, they're just both are really yeah. those I, crazy, perfectly rewatchable, amazing character dynamic movies. Honestly, I wouldn't, I I can't fault you for putting Civil War on the top there because, as mm. I said, it's such a watchable movie. Mm. Um, the way that I had my top three was um, Infinity, Endgame, and then Civil. Mm. Um, and again, Endgame was there because I feel like it's such a, you know, this is my opinion, but it's such a companion piece to Infinity War. Mm. It's um, good to have them together. Yeah. Just um, just a final thing about our rankings. I'm just looking at all our lists now. And I think what's interesting is that my list, I've got a lot of, I've got, in, like, just talking about the top five, just just purely top five positions. Mm. Um, my list has Ant-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming, and Thor Ragnarok in there, and only two of the sort of ensemble films, Civil War, Infinity War. Mm. Connor, you've got Infinity War, Endgame, Civil War, Age of Ultron, Avengers. Those are all basically team-up movies, which is Those quite are interesting. Avengers films, yeah. It's quite interesting. And then you, Benny, you've got Civil War, Infinity War and Age of Ultron in your top five with mm. Iron Man 3 and uh, Captain America 1 rounding it out. So I think it's quite interesting to see what we as individuals kind of gravitate towards. Are we liking more team-up movies or do we like more origin story movies? Um, and I think that's what's so cool about this MCU is that is yes, there's definitely an MCU um, flavor, but it can go here, there and everywhere and kind of go a little bit off center. And it's cool to see how our lists what was different? What was the mm. same? And, and everyone lists, has their own little favorites. To be fair, and, and I think we're all on the same page with that, is that this, which is that, um, that was nearly a sentence. Oh, yeah. I think we're all on the same page where my list will change probably daily with mm. little, like, little, uh, um, per viewing. Yeah. Like, I, I, I was thinking when I was right, when I was doing the list, Doctor Strange was a lot lower for me. Mm. And I thought to myself, what, when the last time, what, when was the last time you watched Doctor Strange? And yeah. Did you have a good time? I, about a year ago and had a mad time. All right, let's bump that yeah, shit let's bump up. It up. And I think there's a couple of exceptions. I don't think um, Ant-Man and the Wasp is suddenly going to make it to my top five hmm. um, or or the Hulk for that matter. Um, but yeah, there's a, with the exception of maybe the, uh, the top or the, sorry, the bottom three or four, that list is so, so movable. Yeah, I, I have a list I keep on the app uh, Letterboxd that yeah, I just nice. kind of keep ranked at, at all times. I hadn't actually updated it since like Black Panther and I went in there looking at it I'm like, I need to move some shit around in <laughs> yeah. here. Like it changed <laughs> so much already. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just before we leave, I have a little treat for the kids yeah, at home. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just wanted to give my definitive ranking of all of the MCU TV shows. Nice. Oh, you're going to sit yeah. here and you're going to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> it is very gonna, late, Ben. I'm going to run through it very quickly. <laughs> First up, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Haters, go home. Uh, next up, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Cloak and Dagger, Agent Carter, The Punisher, The Defenders, Runaways, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Inhumans. <laughs> oh, have you actually have you watched all the way through Cloak and Dagger? Uh, the first season. Yeah, is it good? I love it. I, okay, it's it's yeah. very teen drama, but I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Mm. 
So, guys, very interesting. Twenty-three movies. That was fun. Mm. How's everyone feeling for Phase Four? It's a little, you know, a little, little teaser for the next, the next list. <laughs> to be honest, uh, no, I just we've we had a, a recent MCU Phase Four show. You can check that yeah. out if you want. Yeah. If you've not had enough of us talking about the good MCU, plug, good plug. Um, and I, I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, Spider Man kind of re-energized me after Endgame because you were feeling a little bit. I was, I was ready since to take Ragnarok, a dip. Feeling a little. Well, honestly, um. Especially like Ant Man, Captain Marvel, Endgame. I was like, that was not a strong three for me. Mm. Um, so I was, I was a, a little bit down. Um, but then that Comic Con announcement came, and I'm like, I'm so excited for yeah. all of this. I love the direction they're taking. <laughs> they always this. get you. They, they got you with the marketing. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah. guess what we're gonna do? And you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> Blade, eh? Yeah. <laughs> you got me, Mister Five. <laughs> you win this round. How about you, man? Yeah, I'm. Feeling I'm good? excited. Yeah, I think that you know. Faith in Feige. That's, that's it. The Lord and Savior Feige. Mm. And folks, we will be here to cover it all. Don't you worry. Um, what did you think about our list? Did we get it right? Did we get it wrong? Drop your list in the comments. We want to hear back from you guys. We love talking and keeping the conversation going. And uh, we'll be back for our weekly show next week where we cover news, trailers of the week. And Connor won't be here because he'll be jet sending off to Canada. So have fun. <laughs> if you. you've Weed and hockey and so that's, is that all you know about Canada? P- Putin, Scott Putin. Pilgrim, <laughs> <laughs> Jim Carrey. Okay, excellent. Yes, <laughs> that's that's all Canada is. You've done it. Have a good time, bro. Yeah, we'll do. Have a good time in Sydney. Man. Probably won't. I'll see you there. <laughs> yeah. See <Bye>. you. <laughs>